Hello, this is Ryan Reed, host of Reminisce, where we empower through education, health, and wealth. Today, our topic is personal empowerment, and I have Melina Martinez on the line, and we're excited to learn more about who she is and what she does. So, Melina, can you introduce yourself, please? Absolutely. Hi, Ryan. Thank you so much for having me. Um, This is it's an incredible honor, uh, one, to get to talk to you again, and two, just to be a guest on your show and get to tell you a little bit about myself. I am the director, the, sorry, the director of admissions for Starting Block, which is a global community of change makers. I'm newer to the role as of three months. I live in LA, so I'm from Chicago. And um, yeah, I just, I really enjoy, I really enjoy storytelling. I think it's a real source of where we can pull out our power and live through and with our power, and it's something I enjoy talking about. So I'm really grateful to be here to to, to share about that in my life with you. Uh, all right. Thank you for coming. So um, I was recently reading an article from entrepreneur.com from Sherry Campbell, and she was talking about how there's eight different steps Uh, to personal empowerment, and some of those are, you know, being open to possibilities, focusing on who you are, running your own race, trusting yourself, networking, loving what you do, holding yourself with grace, and embracing imperfect moments. So from those categories, what category sticks out to you the most, and how did that category impact your personal empowerment growth? Yes, so many of those resonated. Would you do us all a favor and read them again? Because I think there's just power in that list alone. I really like that. Do you mind just one more time? Yeah, that's fine. So um, we have open to possibilities, focusing on who you are, running your own race, trusting yourself, the network, loving what you do, holding yourself with grace, and embracing imperfect moments. Wow. I just want to combine a number of those. Um, right. I thought the you same know, way. <laughs> yeah. Focusing on yourself, trusting yourself, the running your own race, um, embracing – what was it? Embracing your – Mistakes? Imperfections. Yeah. Imperfections. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like all of those, and there might have even been one more that I'm not really good at holding lists in my brain, but I, I all of those, just together, to me, that's what storytelling, yeah. that's how storytelling works for me. I think if we can spend, and I don't know if love yourself was in there, but that comes to mind. Yeah, if we can, yeah doing what you love. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Oh, doing what you love. Yes, that's a part of it too. If we can spend enough time focusing on ourselves, the self-care, self-awareness, uh, self-reflection, creating spaciousness in our lives to see where we are, where we want to be, and what we need to get to kind of fill that gap and where we've come from. I think all of that is just so important um, to to, re- to recognizing who we are and what we have to offer the world and how we can move through the world from a place of our own empowerment, of our own agency, of our own 
true power. And I think, yeah, right, you know, I think it's hard to trust yourself unless you spend time focusing on yourself and knowing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who am I. And it's, it's hard to not run a race that you think is against others unless you know who am I not? Um, right. What am I not? What am I not going after? And these people are not, they're not in my way. These people are not, they're not stopping me. You know, that's kind of like killing that lie that other people are really going to take away what you bring to the world. Um, mm-hmm. And then the em- embracing your imperfections. I think, one, you have to know you have them. You have to have the space to, to, to look at them, look at them squarely and say, you know, which ones of these are things I can grow in? How are these opportunities to continue to grow who I am and what I want? And how are some of these, you know, a product of the story? If I looked at the who, where I came from and where I've been, how are some of these, you know, really places where I can focus more on taking care of myself? You know, perhaps they're wounds or it's a limp that I walk with um, or something that just hasn't, I haven't given the attention that it needs in order to be coming from a place of power and my best self in that area. And so sometimes imperfections are opportunities to grow, and sometimes they're opportunities to heal. Um, Mm. And sometimes they're just not, you know, yeah, and sometimes it's just that's not your strength. But focusing on yourself and knowing what you are and what you're not is really going to give you that sense of of direction about what do I invest my time in versus what do I just recognize. That's going to be somebody else's role in the world to to take on. I'm never going to be, you know, I'll think about myself, I'll never be a mathematician and a lot of things that require heavy data, um, anything like that, that's not going to be me. That's just not the way my brain works. And so mm-hmm. how do I maybe don't see that as an imperfection but just see that as not, that's just not me and that's going to be someone else and it's okay and I'm going to move forward in the, in the kind of the race that I am in. Um, so that's me trying to tie all of those, all of those together. But I think, um, yeah, the yeah. and I definitely think that when it's talking about embracing, you know, your imperfections or your imperfect moments, um, it's actually an opportunity for collaboration because yeah. now you understand that you actually need humanity. You are a part of it, and you yeah. need the people around you in order to make that impact. You know, there's there's, a, there's arms and legs and eyes and nose and the nose doesn't do what the ears do. But we need each other to function, like, just like our body parts do. So yes. That's, yes. that's how humanity works. We need Absolutely. those people. I don't, I'm not good, maybe I'm not good at math too, but I need somebody who's good at math in order to run this organization, in order to make that huge impact in the community. Yes, and I feel like, so I resonate what you just said. A friend did that for me recently. I think sometimes on the, on the focusing on yourself and knowing yourself bit, yes, it's so powerful, and even our own view of ourselves can be so limited. You need someone outside of you, even just to mirror back to you, what are you and what are you not? What are you good at and what are you not good at? And for me, I am so growth-oriented. I'm always looking forward and thinking about what needs to happen next or what I need to, you know, grow towards that I forget to look back and say, I've done this or I have 
um, I am good at this and I have these strengths. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's easy to forget what, where I've been. And so having, having others to collaborate with who can say like, ooh, girl, that is all you. I don't do this. But you, I've mm-hmm. seen you and you can do this. Um, mm-hmm. I need, you know, I need you to step into that because that's who you are. And sometimes really we don't, for me personally anyway, um, without others who are different and have different mm-hmm. strengths and mm-hmm. bring different skills and history, uh, it's, it's even hard to recognize what exactly, what exactly is unique about my offering to this world. What exactly, you know, and, it, and then I feel more empowered in the context of community. Yes, as individuals, we have a lot of power and agency, and there's something really beautiful about recognizing that. But as a community, that power is activated, and it's put mm. into its mm-hmm. place in the mosaic of, of really what we're doing together. Right. Yeah. I see I see the longevity in community. You know, as a as an educator, you know, I'm I'm kind of like living in the future without being there. Because, you know, I'm one day I'm gonna die, but I've planted all these seeds in other people that they can actually go off and excel in their own communities and give back to their own communities. So like the air that I breathe onto them, the the knowledge that I give to them is living forever. So, you know, as a teacher, I just think it's so powerful. You know, we we have a powerful job, and I give them personal empowerment to live out their their daily dreams and goals. That's beautiful. It's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. You're helping them. Uh, You're planting the seeds, but you're also helping them tend to their own personal garden that's going to continue to grow throughout their lifetime. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's amazing. I love that. Yeah, mm-hmm. education is so important. It's amazing. All right. So can you tell me a little bit um, more about Starting Block and why you think Starting Block is bringing value to the world and to our communities? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I think it covers, you know, it connects to some of the things we talked about as it relates to the power of community. But it's also a space of education in a way, too. So Starting Block, just to give some context for folks who might be listening and aren't familiar with Starting Block, it's a fellowship program. It's been around 15 years equipping and training leaders in social change. Um, It started out as a space mostly for social entrepreneurs, but it's moved towards a space being really just for leaders who want to be purpose-driven and bring social consciousness to the work that they're doing anywhere really. Um, and what we do is we provide a, a training program that, that gives them some of the tools to really do that with the most impact that they can. But we also give them connection to the broader fellowship community, which now is almost 3,000 people around the globe and, and who are doing incredible work. And so in the context of that community, the fellows find resources, they find mentorship and coaching they find opportunities, a lot of times job opportunities and, and jobs, the connection to that right person within organizations that they want to be working for. Um, and then yeah, things from scholarships to funding to uh, tools for building up new businesses. So it's, it's really a community that's driven by the a sort of shared belief in uh, a world that's changing and that needs us to step up for its good, but it's also a community that generously takes care of one another and, and supports one another. So 
for me, it's, yeah, it, it brings the education element at the front end, our five-day training um, that everyone goes through to become a fellow, gives some, some professional and personal development. But really, I think it's the value of starting block is that community element, these people who are there for each other and who, who, who come to each other with, with really with asks, with requests for help, and who really respond to each other um, and show up in these beautiful ways. And I'm just, I, I'm just so honored. I became a fellow almost three years ago and have grown as a person so much as a result of, of being in the fellowship, but now to be in this role where I'm bringing new, new people into the fold, into this, this sort of magic ecosystem and environment that we've got going that is organic. It's not something I can't take responsibility. I don't think anyone in the leadership can take any responsibility for sort of the beauty of how the fellows take care of each other. I think we're just here to create the container. And, um, and yeah, so I'm, I'm really grateful to be in the role, and I'm, I'm really excited about where the organization will continue to go, the fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a recent DC-17 fellow, and something that I could say about Starting Block is the authenticity of the candor. You know, everybody might not always agree or um, feel like everything is going the way they think that it should, but you have the opportunity to share your voice and make the yeah. impact and the positive change that needs to take place. So from that consistent sharing of voice and reflection as a community, then Starting Black continues to grow because of that. You know, because there could be a situation where your voice, you can't even speak, <laughs> you know. I've been in communities like that before where you could not even think to speak and share um, what needs to be changed or what needs to grow in order for every fellow to feel that their voice is included. So that's something that I really value about Starting Black and definitely the sense of community and sharing resources in order to impact whatever community you choose to be a part of. And that's another powerful thing about Starting Black is that whoever you are, you can come and be empowered in that space. Yes, yes, yes. I love hearing that. And I, and I really resonated with the part where you said share your voice. Um, I don't know if we have time, but I, that was definitely an, a, a, a pivotal, powerful element of my Starting Block experience was to have a space where I could sort of say out loud the things that mattered most to me and share my voice kind of for the first time and in a way that was scary and also because it was a little bit more public, but it was also so well-received and, and I found so much support um, that it really changed the direction of my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely... Um, validates your personal power, you know, in yeah. your growth of being powerful and what that means. And like you said earlier, powerful does not mean that you're taking up somebody else's space. It means mm-hmm. that you're operating in your own space. 
that mm-hmm. is divinely given to you. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. So um, I just want to say thank you for coming on the call today, and I'm looking forward to having more conversations with you about starting block and personal empowerment as we both grow in this starting block fellowship community. Mm. Do you have anything else to share about Starting Block and why and where people can go to find more information about it? Sure. Um, Yeah, Starting Block is, uh, is a community that launches cohorts of fellows. That means to say we bring in new folks a few times a year through an institute experience. The next one is happening in Raleigh, Durham, North Carolina, June 21st to the 25th. And the application for that is due May 17th. So that's, that's coming up really soon. The website is Starting Block, S-T-A-R-T-I-N-G-B-L-O-C dot org. So there's no K at the end of block. Uh, and then, yeah, on there you'll find more information about us, the application. Um, but if folks have any questions for me, my email is melina at startingblock.org, M-E-L-I-N-A at S-T-A-R-T-I-N-G-B-L-O-C dot org. All right. Thank you for all the listeners that are um, going to replay this podcast as time progresses. Um, even if you're listening to this and the time for the May 17th application is closed, please check the website and see what upcoming institute is available for you. Uh, our community is, is you, really, you really can't always describe it, but you can feel it. <laughs> so That's true. Thank you. That's true. <laughs> right, right. So um, thank you for listening. This was Reminisce, and your host, Ryan Reed, is signing off. <laughs>